What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight is... Seth Fisher. Matt Wade. And Kyle! I don't have a last name. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> He's a bastard. <Yeah. laughs> Welcome to episode number 255. Tonight, we will be talking about the Netflix original movie, Bright. And afterwards, we will share our top five movie headlines of the week and conclude with what we've been watching. And when we broadcast from the Dragon's Lair, guys, there are two things. There are spoilers always abound. So if you haven't seen what we're talking about, you probably shouldn't be tuning into this episode. And sometimes uh, there's some language, some locker room talk, because we're critics with attitude. You might hear us say something from Will Smith's character. We might say something like, fuck is you squaring off on, bitch? <laughs> That was that was such a dead on Will Smith impersonation. Is it better? Like I thought, like he was in the room. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. The Fresh Prince can, is here. Can you do it better? Uh, probably not. I'm not fucking. I'm done here. Gotcha. What is another quote that we they might hear us say tonight? I don't fuck magic. <laughs> fuck magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a goddamn horrible thing to say. The fuck yeah. you looking at Shrek? Take your ugly oak ass looking back to Fiona or whatever. The fuck so I is. guess what we're trying to say here is if you are offended by bad words or tasteless humor, as we said, <laughs> it's we're definitely not for you. It's what we do. We we talk shit and we have fun doing it. So welcome to Video Land. Also, spoiler alert, as you said, right? Yes. You already said that, so I don't Spoilers need to. Abound. Unless I want to say. Fuck spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I listen to episodes for things I haven't seen. Because I'm like, do I want to watch that? And then Brad talks about it and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, man, let's talk about Operation Weatherproof. Um, what is Operation Weatherproof? Well, you see, we record, you know, pretty uh, ghetto here around here. We got, you know, just a little microphone set up, an iPhone. It's in like a garage, New York slums know? around here. Yeah. I mean, we are slumming it. You know, and uh, like the Melves. Yeah. <laughs> now today, temperatures were like two degrees, five degrees, whatever outside, and uh, it's feeling pretty good in the garage. Uh, last year we did one when it was about this temperature, and about five seconds into the the fucking podcast, I was ready to die. I was yeah. freezing, uh, and it feels great in here because we got through phase one, which was getting some insulation in here, and now we are working on phase two to get some lighting in here so that we can see what the fuck is going on, and we start taking pictures again for their episodes because uh, pictures look pretty bad in these. Uh, little jank lights that you had to like stand on a chair to adjust and right before the episode yeah. i'm here adjusting yeah. Yeah. lights on my tippy toes and seth looks like he's you know in an interrogation he's got a hood yeah. up and like there's a light a light <laughs> in his face and a light behind him <laughs> yeah we had a great um donation over the holiday too that i was not expecting 100 bucks nice 100 bucks which puts us really close to completing phase two going into phase three i mean we like a hundred bucks something like that don't quote me on that but it's real close to a hundred bucks and we can get the pope back up in here to install the lights so yeah yeah like you said man we have an orc studio right now mm -hmm. and we want a high elf we want an elf studio <laughs> we want an elf studio <laughs> we ain't fucking around anymore uh so does anybody at the table want to throw in some cash i'm gonna throw in 20 oh i got a check Ooh, yeah nice big spender yeah so yeah, remember, loose you hear that? Loose change it's from adds me. up. <laughs> thank, no, thank you, man. Like loose change adds up. I just counted the uh, the change just to, just yesterday. We had twenty two dollars in change in the fucking yeah. Vader helmet. It all adds up. It all adds up, man. So guys, let's talk about bright. Woo! 
We are reviewing history tonight, guys. Bright is the most expensive Netflix movie to date. We just watched a tentpole movie starring Will Smith on TV. Mm -hmm. That's fucking crazy. How crazy is that, Matt? Uh, pretty crazy. Um, I get the feeling that most of it went into uh, actors' budgets and directors' and writers' budgets. I didn't quite see the $90 million on there. Um, <laughs> some of it looked good. I mean, the makeup effects were really good. Visual effects were really good. There's stuff that they could have gotten better, and we can we can get into that. Yeah. Was it crazy watching Will Smith on TV, though, and not going to the theater? It was interesting, yeah. I mean, it, did, and it kind, of, kind of felt like a, a TV movie, but um, it, was, uh, it was really cool. Did it cheapen Will Smith for you, Seth? This is a guy that you're raised... You were raised to go see this guy at the theater, man. Wild Wild West. <laughs> That's the only black. reason you were born, is so you can see Will Smith. You movies. were raised on Will Smith in the theater. You know I don't like this guy, right? Uh, but I'm saying like, he is. <laughs> well, I watched him as the Fresh Prince before yeah, yeah, yeah. he was doing. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't think it cheapened him at all. That's good. I think that he. I mean, he's being Will Smith. I mean, we were pretty much watching Bad Boys Three. Yeah, and, and that's why it's weird. For, see, it's a little weird for me. I, I actually enjoyed this movie, but it was weird seeing Will Smith, a new Will Smith movie, mm-hmm. on the TV and not in the theater. That took a little bit to, to zone in on. What would you think? Uh, it, I mean, it didn't really affect me any. It would be like, you know, watching it on DVD after it's been out of theaters. Uh-huh. I mean, so it didn't... It didn't but wouldn't you probably yeah, right, go see the new Will Smith tentpole movie? Uh, you know, probably not. I've not been too keen on him, you know, and the really? things that he's done lately. And I think I think he does a pretty fantastic job here in Bright, though. And I think uh, it's it's a good move for him. So we'll see. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Bright drew in an average U.S. audience of 11 million viewers during yeah. its first three days on Netflix. So this could be the template for the future. I mean, even though you're not a Will Smith fan, this might happen to some of your favorite franchises in the future. Are you cool with that? Sure. Leaving the theater in the dust, watching it at home on your couch? Uh, it just depends. But yeah, I could be okay with it. But you, Matt? I mean, I'm fine with it, but it depends on the property. Like, you're never going to see a Star Wars movie debut on Netflix or anything like that. But I mean, a lower-range, mid-range movie? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. Never say never, though, man. Like, I don't think I didn't think I would ever let go of my, my physical DVD or mm-hmm. Blu-ray. I never thought that I would just, you know, stream stuff right. and my collection would be on Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, or in a digital format. Mm-hmm. I remember arguing that, like, uh, when did that first start coming out that you, you could have digital uh, files? Like the I, 2000s? There. Whenever that happened, oh, wow. I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to have a physical copy. And I think there's yep. still a lot of people like that today. You know, even when it comes to books, they want that physical copy in their hands. Uh, but for the, the millennial generation, you know, that, that could happen. You look down, I don't think anytime soon, but you look... 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the future, I mean, the, the cinemas might close and this could be the the, the template because, you know, Netflix, uh, Amazon, yeah, you know, it's it's really booming. Things are really changing. Netflix already killed, you know, video stores, so why not move up to the next level? No shit, right? Knock out the, the initial runs in cinemas. Exactly. Um, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, is that still going to get a theater run? I, I believe so. I think it, that's what they're looking for because that's going to be even more expensive than Bright was. That's pushing over $100 million. Yeah. And I think they, they really want to get Oscar consideration for it, and it has to be in theaters, you know for so long in so many theaters. Mm. And so I think that's their initial plan is to at least put it into theaters to at least be able to put it up for a while. Well, I guess that connects back to my original question. You know, like you say, you're not a Will Smith fan. You haven't been, you know, like cool with what he's been doing the last couple of years. But are you, you, I know you're a Scorsese fan. Mm-hmm. 
Are you going to go see, would you rather see Scorsese in the theater or on your couch in the living room? I would rather see it in the theater. I'd rather the big screen there for a Scorsese film, something epic like that. Um, but would I hate if it was just on Netflix? No, saves me 10 bucks. Yeah. Could you uh, imagine watching the new Scorsese flick? Uh, I usually rent a lot of movies. Um, I did see a lot of the movies in the theater this past year. Um, next year, I'm not so sure. So it really depends on the director. For Scorsese, probably not. For some other director, like maybe a Spielberg film, I would rather, probably rather see in the theater. So it no. just all depends on the director. Well, that's cool. Like I, with, with me, it's, it's completely like I want to see as many films as I can in the theater. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a thing for me. Like I love, it's, it's one of my things. I love going to the movie theater. And so it is really different watching these movies on Netflix mm-hmm. um, for me. But before we really get into our review, here's an official synopsis for Bright. Um, in an alternate present day, humans, orcs, elves, and fairies have been coexisting since the beginning of time. A human cop is forced to work with an orc to find a weapon everyone is prepared to kill for while battling both their own personal differences as well as an onslaught of enemies. It's directed by David Ayer. He also directed Suicide Squad, Fury, which have you guys watched Fury? Everyone tells me I need to watch Fury. I've heard great things about it and never watched it. Really? How about you, man? Haven't either yet. He directed Harsh Times, Sabotage, End of Watch. Uh, the last three movies End are... End of Watch is one of my favorites. Have it's you really seen good. Harsh Times? I've seen yeah, that yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. With Christian Bale? Yeah. yeah. End of Watch is good, too. No, Did but you Harsh like... Times is like a terrible film. Really? I like Harsh <laughs> Times. I mean, it's not... Rad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's maybe not great. I like... There's no beginning yeah. or middle. Like, it just... <laughs> you're surprised. This is coming from the guy who likes The Mummy. I can't like Harsh Times... Brad, but it's Seth. <laughs> He's doing this weird, like Christian Bale, Batman. Yeah, is doing this crazy Mexican accent talking about girls. Shit butts. effects, mummy. I don't. Care. I don't know what You're to tell you. You're having a good time. I don't know what to. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the 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 thing here though, those last three movies though, are... I'm like. I'm like blown away. <laughs> By harsh times. Yes, that really? you like that film. Go back and watch it again. Man, I don't know what to tell you, dude. So, um, <laughs> all three of those films, um, he also wrote Training Day. This guy knows his cop genre. Yeah. Um, sabotage, as I said, End of Watch, um, Harsh Times, Training Day, all cop genre films. Um, written by Max Landis. He's the son of legendary filmmaker John Landis. Directed American Werewolf in London, Thriller Video, Blues Brothers, Animal House, Three Amigos. Man, I mean, this sounds badass, right? This has a lot behind it, you know? Yeah. What'd you guys think? Did it live up to the hype? What were you feeling initially? Uh, I liked it a lot. I mean, there was a lot that I felt was lacking. I wanted more, especially visually, especially um, visual world building. Um, story-wise, I think they did a good job with it. But um, And the acting I really liked. So solid action se- sequences, uh, good cinematography, I wasn't blown away by it, but I mean, I thought it was a lot better than critics are saying it is, okay. basically. So I thought it lived within the hype in the sense that it's not one of the worst movies in the year, in my opinion. Okay, we'll get everything uh, into everything a little bit deeper right. in detail. Um, what do you think initially? This needed to be a TV show. I agree with that. True. Yeah. Yes. Six episodes, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the things it was trying to talk, like it couldn't tackle in right. the time period. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't get to build the world enough, which mm-hmm. you like for or, something like this, you have a big world to build because yes. we're not you can't play off preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. 
or you can't like I don't even think the characters were built super well. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of like, oh, Will Smith's, you know, pretty much dead shot. Yeah. And, like <laughs> is it really a weird spot to just drop us in on. Mm-hmm. I think it really um, would have helped this if they would have done like like you said a, a Netflix original TV series that you could binge watch. I think it would have you know um, yeah it really would have helped it. But it's currently what do you what do you think initially? Um, I really I really enjoyed it more than I thought I was gonna going to. A lot of people like were pumped for it when they first saw things during like, was the Super Bowl I think when they started showing ads for it, and I was like eh whatever. I, I didn't care too much, um, and then it rolled around. I watched it. I really loved the first the first half. Of this movie is really fucking fantastic, and then it, it slows down a little bit towards the end. But uh, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm well, especially I I'm, more than critics. Oh yeah, I I, I agree with that. I like this movie. I, I I do. I will say I think it's kind of forgettable. I have watched sure. it a week ago, yeah. and not a lot stuck with me. But I do remember having fun on the couch watching it with my family. You know, um, I'm not a fan of Suicide Squad, which David Ayer directed. I'm not a fan of BVS. A lot of these big tentpole movies that come out. Um, but with this, I thought it was a little bit different. I thought it was it was fresh. It felt fresh anyway. I haven't seen anything like this for a while. I was interested in the world, you know, um, even though I didn't get enough of the world. I don't think it was exactly uh, fleshed out like it needed to be. But yeah, where this is sitting at with critics, I think this is a pretty fun film. Yeah. That if you like Will Smith, um, mm-hmm. you like buddy cop movies, um, you like summer tentpole movies especially, you know, I think you're going to like this movie. But um, it's currently sitting at 27%. <laughs> Man. On yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and for most part, um, I think you you could agree with this. I think uh, for the most part, we line up more than not with Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. And when you see something like, tw- and I think you probably do as well. I'm not for sure about you, Seth. You kind of trick me sometimes I'm a with dark the harsh horse. times. <laughs> yeah. No, you're. <laughs> I'm, I'm really still, Where's harsh times at now? I'm really to like. I'm really curious about that. I'm really taken back that you like sure. that movie. Like, I can't get over that. I wonder right what now the world consensus is, and you're like, oh my god. Uh, okay, it's not to... good. Okay, so <laughs> uh, do you uh, do you agree with that 27 percent Rotten Tomatoes? I think it's low. I mean, I think it should be closer to at least fifty percent. Twenty nine percent. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I should think it should be at least closer to fifty. Yeah. Forty five fifty. What is Harsh Times? Harsh Times has a forty eight percent. Uh huh. On Rotten Tomatoes and the Mummy's the lower than that. Mummy. Is it? I know yeah. It. yeah. Well, if you know it, why are you surprised? No, I didn't know what Harsh Times was. Oh. Yeah. Should be pretty low. Uh, it's not even by, the, showing by you talking. I'm just getting The Mummy Returns, which is at 47. Exactly. <laughs> is it? Oh, shit movie. No. <laughs> yeah, that what, one is shit. What do you think? I only like the first one. What do you think Bright uh, should be at? I mean, it's I would, just spitballing, man. I, I would say that it's like, it's average. It's a good... Uh, average. I, yeah, 50%. I would Where think. Where is it fresh on Rotten Tomatoes? Is it 60 or is it 50? 60. Yeah, I would I would go there. I would say at least sixty, if not a little bit higher, yeah. for its originality. Sure. Mm-hmm. But let's let, I'm gonna read some things and get your guys' opinions. All right, so it's currently sitting at twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's just not. You know how a lot of people like to bash Rotten Tomatoes again, which I actually line up more than not. It's sitting at six point six out of ten IMDb. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone gave it one out of four stars. Mm-hmm. Andy Wire. What? Did that get? What? What would, would Harsh Times get? 48. Oh, is it? Mummy's at 57. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so not fresh. It's almost fresh. Not fresh. It's almost there. <laughs> it's almost fresh. It's fresh, you dick. It's, couple, <laughs> it's a, a couple more years. And we'll All right. Get there. Sorry. Well, I'm derailing you. But All yes. right. 
Um, nothing can derail this from what the critics are saying. <laughs> it's uh, it's an F grade on IndieWire. Wow. Chicago Times gave it a 1.5 out of 5. Uh, RobertEbert.com gave it 1 out of 4 stars. So there's a, there's a pretty good trend here. I mean, a lot of people are not liking this movie. But, I mean, aesthetically-wise, this movie is fun. And the idea is fun. Uh-huh. That, that there's alone. not much to this movie. That alone, though. that alone should give it enough. Like <laughs> you think an interesting premise, and it looks really good. Yeah, yeah but I was gonna say there's, there's really, really not much to this movie, yeah. though. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. there's not a lot to a lot of movies like this. I mean, it's your average um, genre fare. You yeah. know, it's it's a buddy cop movie with fantasy elements. You sure. know, yeah. but yeah, I th- I do think you need to give points for originality, right? Yeah. You can't. It's weird, though. Maybe they did give it one point for originality, one out of four. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this movie's strange, though, because it's almost like they just took our world because they referenced Shrek and a couple uh, other yeah. things where it's like, dude, if, the, if we... If, like, a thousand years ago there was uh, a Dark Lord and stuff like that, Shrek wouldn't still be around. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Shrek, know that. Shrek was made because the Shrek is made. eternal. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and in my opinion, too, like, when I come out of a movie, it's one of my things that I always say, Seth. It's like, if you're having fun, it doesn't matter. And yeah. that's just right. one of my movie rules. Like, Suicide Squad, you know, I wasn't having fun. I see three fucking helicopter crashes and no one dies. You were having fun watching Margot Robbie. Right. Yeah, Margot Robbie. I'm having a blast <laughs> watching her just carry that baseball bat just you know, walking around, but, um, <laughs> but with this, there might be, you, you might be able to tell me after this, this episode that there, Brad, there was 10 fucking plot holes in, in, uh, bright. And uh, I, I didn't catch them because mm-hmm. I was, I was having a fun enough time on the couch mm-hmm. that I wasn't worried about that. Yeah. And I think, like you said, a lot of that is that world building. I, I was intrigued enough with that world and the makeup, you know, um, that I, I let some things slide because I was having fun with what I was watching on the TV. Um, but I don't agree with a lot of these quotes, man. Roger Ebert.com says bright is a gaudy overstuffed piece of blockbuster trash. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I've seen a lot of blockbuster no. trash, especially this year, even. And they might be taking critics' that. attitude away from us or yeah. something like that. Speaking of The Mummy, 2017's The Mummy. That's blockbuster <laughs> garbage. Yeah, no like, shit, man. And it's got a similar fucking rating? Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, um, I have another one here. Uh, Rolling Stone says, This combo of gritty cop procedural <laughs> and fantasy is a dark, dank, dumb-as-hell mess. Hmm. <laughs> man. And then uh, IndieWire says um, they called it the worst film of 2017, saying there's boring, there's bad, and then there's bright. Again, did they see the fucking mummy? (laughs) Because that was fucking trash. I will watch bright. Probably, if you guys like, hey guys, you want, you want to grab some pizza, grab a couple beers, you want to watch Bright again next week? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I had enough fun. You say, you know, hey Brad, you want to grab some beer, some pizza, and watch The Mummy? I'll be like... Grab a lot of beers, <laughs> okay? Because the mummy is a dank piece of shit garbage, okay? Um, QZ.com says uh, Netflix first big movie, Bright, feels like a blockbuster built by an algorithm. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. But there was one Bright review. Ha. <laughs> In I'm this, leaving. In this, <laughs> in this steaming pile of shit that I actually agree with. I he's right now it, the audience actually is the audience score is eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's six point six on IMDb is a pretty solid you know rating. That's yeah, what, you know. yeah, exactly eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that is higher. It is higher than the audience score for Suicide Squad and BVS. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think the audience score is like 50 and like 69% Suicide Squad. So the audiences are having fun. The pe- Those 11 million people that, that chimed in had a pretty good goddamn time with Bright. Um, there's a review here that says, um, is one of the only positive reviews that I read is from NPR. And it, it, uh, NPR's review said, Critics have already lined up to call Bright one of the year's worst releases. Don't believe the clickbait. It's lazy, but not boring. <laughs> this Netflix is uh, perfectly, stubbornly mediocre, just like what we guys... That's exactly what we said. Pretty mediocre. mediocre. Um, they said it's lazy, it's not boring, and uh, it's a less chore to sit through than any of Vin Diesel's vehicles. <laughs> And that's, again, that's, that's what we... That's legit. That's exactly what we were saying. We're, yeah. We didn't use Vin Diesel, but we interchanged that for The Mummy. Or other Will Smith movies. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather watch this than Wild Wild West or Men in Black 2. Um, I don't know, but yeah, that's exactly pretty much what we said before I got to this this review here. Mediocre, uh, but, but it was okay. It was, it was It's better than most of the bullshit that's out. So if you want to call a bad movie fucking a movie that killed a franchise like we just discussed the mummy mm-hmm. it wiped out any hope it, didn't kill a franchise. it killed a universe. universe it killed a universe and you're gonna give bright which is already lined up for a sequel mm-hmm. all right with 11 million people happy that i don't think is worst movie matt what do you think right it's definitely not my worst movie i mean if i had to choose the worst movie they saw this year probably the circle tom hanks emma watson movie mm-hmm. like it just uh was pretty mediocre but uh yeah i mean this is one at least one of the more entertaining will smith movies i've seen recently and uh yeah i mean i don't see it as any worse than any other like cop movie that i've seen so <laughs> yeah right yeah or like of this genre and i thought the cop elements and the uh fantasy elements melded pretty well i mean yeah, yeah. there were some parts where maybe there's trying to push a little too hard but i mean it worked fine for the most part mm-hmm Seems a bit harsh to call something the uh, the worst movie of the year when uh, when we had a Fifty Shades movie this year. No <laughs> shit. So just tossing that out. No uh, shit. A sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Emoji Shades. movie came out. The this Emoji year, right? movie. Just something to think about. Yeah. And food uh, for thought. Uh, and I'm not a Transformers a- movie came out this year. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Get one comes out every year. It's just just tossing out there. <laughs> no, There's, and you're right. You're yeah. completely right. And yeah. none of those had the at least the original concept. Mm-hmm. You know, or the unique world building that this has, and like you said, I think you at least got to give it some points for fucking originality, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah even if the even if the acting sucked, which it doesn't, because I think Will Smith's great. Joel Edgerton's fucking really good in this. Yes. I thought Joel, Joel Edgerton, Edgerton's really. Good I thought in this. Joel Edgerton was amazing in this. He had a sincereness to him, you know that uh, it was. I loved. It was weird. Will Smith started better. And then Joel Edgerton, he yeah. he got better. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but that was also kind of the character. That was also kind of the character arcs mm-hmm. that, that yeah, helped yeah, yeah. with that. Yeah. I thought Joel Edgerton was perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Really fucking. Good. I thought Will Smith was Will Smith, you know, and I, I actually like that it's brand. What Netflix sure. paid their money for? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Will Smith brand. I got exactly what I expected from Will Smith. Some of his shit lands, mm-hmm. some of it doesn't. Like, was that the uh, uh, that fairy joke that he says? All fairy, All, uh, no fairy lives uh, matter. Today. Oh my god, yeah. that was cringeworthy. Well, mm-hmm. we are the Calvary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he has that, and you look. Go watch Men in Black. You know, go watch. Go watch any Will Smith vehicle. He's going to deliver those lines. Some of them stick. Some of them doesn't. I like Will Smith's brand. I was happy with Will Smith here, but yeah, I completely, 
completely loved um, Joel Edgerton, you know, as uh, Jacoby, is that his name? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he, does, he doesn't go the obvious route, because you would think with a character like this, you would almost sort of play him like Drax, right? Yeah, exactly. Where he's right? like, he's kind of stupid and doesn't understand yeah. social norms, but, like, he does, like, sometimes he doesn't, but a lot of times he does, or if he does, he just, like, totally plays it off. Like, you know, when they're like, oh, they're like, hey, is this your cousin? And he's like, no. <laughs> just no it's not my cousin or like you know he's like you know conjugal love like it's things are like yeah. not exactly you know humanistic with him but they're not so far removed from it that you don't see humanity in him right yeah and you like the casting as well for the most part yeah yeah and you know what i thought read... it was weird that there was a couple suicide squad people in here again which mm-hmm. i thought was strange yeah 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 well i mean i think uh it's almost like he took a coffee break to make this movie during suicide <laughs> squad from everything the... from soundtrack to, yeah. to everything mm-hmm. but um there were some critics out there also that i read i'm not going to give them the the time of day here but they're like um there would have been potential if there was somewhat likable characters and that's what i don't under it's like yeah. were you watching the Jacoby same joel Edgerton like about... that, that i was you know yeah. i don't get that mm-hmm. i mean what do you think about that when I say likable characters? I liked all the characters, uh, most of them. I mean, some of the characters I didn't think uh, were used to their full potential. Like, I thought um, Ward's wife and daughter, they have mm-hmm. a purpose. I oh. mean, they give them a backstory, but beyond the first few scenes, they don't really matter the story at all. Get, um, get out of town, and yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the, the cops are Ward's real family for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially... Um, Jacoby becomes more of his family than his actual family does. I felt that way. You know, I I read this clip. This was a huge review from a very um, a very large website. Okay, um, that's a very respected website, and uh, I I completely disagree with this. Um, they said about their relationship. Um, had Ward and Jacoby started the movie with a sense of com- uh, camaraderie and a friendship uniting them against a racist police department, Bright might have had a chance at adding something interesting at the tropes it explores. As it is, we're just going through the motions until the plot begins, which takes uh, way longer than what you'd expect. And I'm like, have you motherfuckers watched Lethal Weapon? Yeah, have you guys watched Rush Hour? I mean, that's the cub- the buddy cop mm. template. Uh, two guys that are against each other who work through, you know, um, their their difficulties and, and they grow as a solid unit. Yeah, that's a fucking buddy cop movie. And it doesn't even it doesn't even go to the extremes like some of those movies do. Like he has this, you know, this you know, he doesn't want to work with him. Like he doesn't want him in his car. But like he's like, nah. Like he's he's still a good cop and like he's doing his job. And as long as he's doing his job, I don't care. Oh. Like it's not like a friendship type of thing. But it's not like. I fucking hate you either. Like, they're just kind of, hey, we work together. It's a work relationship. Yeah, it's got the tropes, but it's tropes I've seen in uh, fucking 50 buddy comp movies. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to give it a point off for that, you're going to give it a one out of four because they didn't get along or they didn't have camaraderie at the beginning of the movie as characters in a a unit. I think, actually, um, I think that's pretty much all the films that we named of David Ayer's at the top. Training Day, Harsh Times, Mm -hmm. End of Watch. You have that conflict in the squad car, and then, you know, either... You know, that conflict ends up killing the unit or they, they you know, uh, blossom into a, a, a very good relationship like Lethal Weapon. Okay. So what the fuck are you talking about? You know, this is from a very respected website. It really did piss me off. What thoughts on that? Well, uh, I mean, for one thing, it wouldn't make sense for this world because orcs are so hated that there is there would be no way, even if Ward did like Jacoby, there's no way he could... Um, he could actually say that out loud without getting shit from his other mm-hmm. cop friends because he would be seen as a traitor. Yeah, exactly. 
And, yeah. I, and a lot of people were like, you know, he's a he's playing an African American cop who is racist against orcs. And I don't see it like that. Do you? And we're going to break down racism yeah. here in a little while. So well, we won't I mean, go too I'm, deep into that. In, in a way, yes, but almost in, in sort of like how, you know, cops, you know, might look at, you know, black citizens where they like, you know, they might not be outwardly racist, but, you know, they might be a little more suspicious or handle them a little bit differently. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's kind of what he's exactly. going for here yeah, is yeah. like, you're an orc. I'm just going to, I'm going to be blunt with you and that's how I'm going to handle you. Yeah. I'm saying Will Smith, when he's off. You know, the beat, he's not lynching up orcs, is what right, I'm no, saying. No. You know, it's just a difficult thing when it's all of your job. peers, you know, do not do not approve of orcs, and he's the first orc, you know, on the department in your fucking squad car. That makes things a little tense. I wouldn't call it, you know, exactly 100% racist. We'll, we'll get to that, because I feel like that's one of the things that the movie kind of falls flat on when okay. it tries to, tries to do those things, because I feel like that at least... Do we want to just talk about it now? Sure. Or was, yeah. If you want to, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Like, my whole thing is, like, all right, first off, video land, like, you can't see me. First off, like, I'm not... He's an orc. <laughs> I'm not a POC, okay? <laughs> that, like, But I feel like with some of this movie, like, they just were trying to, like... I feel like the only thing that came across was like, hey, POC, you could have it worse. <laughs> like, I honestly feel like that that was unfortunately... Like, that's not what he was trying to say, but I feel like that that was what came across. It was some of this movie, and I'm like, oh, I don't think that that's what he wanted to, but, like, that's what I kind of got from the movie. And I, like, and I didn't want that, but, yeah. like, I feel like, and that's where I feel like that this movie doesn't hit the ground running with some of the things that it it, it should have tried to convey better. And that's why I think TV show, you could have been able to work through some of these ideas a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and these concepts a little bit more. But that, that was just me. Um, that, again, like, it could be worse. Yeah. And, uh, like, because, you know, this is clearly paralleling real life. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I like, um, like, I think it was um, heavy-handed yeah. in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. But I actually like that with my horror, my science fiction. You know, some of my favorite um, sci- uh, RoboCop uh, Dawn of the Dead. Wally. Um, yeah, Wally, <laughs> Alien Nation. Um, I, I love when those things go heavy handed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's almost like uh, you're getting that with that genre. And I think they, they do they do that here, but that's not a problem with me. You know, what about you with this heavy social commentary? Uh, it didn't bother me at all. Um, I thought there was, for the most part, just enough. I mean, I think Kyle mentioned it before about the the squad member showing that wanted poster to um jacoby asking hey is this your cousin there's the fairy lives don't matter and there's some there's some other stuff but i don't think it was for the most part heavy and i thought it was just understated enough and it made sense within this world that they were set in so So, i mean like like elves white they run the world they're rich Mm -hmm. orcs big ghetto you know they're, they're pretty much playing the uh the minority in this um, and you got just the, the, the humans, you know, so I think, it, I think it was pretty heavy handed in a lot of, and then there's a lynching in orc actually in, in a scene, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like you said, the fairy lives matter. That was the only thing that was cringeworthy just mm-hmm. cause it sounds like shit. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're really trying to push the envelope. Um, but yeah, I, I, I actually like the heavy, heavy handed commentary. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, I, I didn't dislike it. Um, I think, it, yeah, it was kind of heavy handed at times, maybe a little too like much, like you could, you could have pulled it back a little bit but uh you do a I lot don't... of versus and marathon stuff mm-hmm. with us um do you think it's any more than robocop wally no like a like an 80s 
early nineties it, Starship Troopers Paul Verhoeven flick. It's it's you know it's right there on the cusp of, but I think this one plays a little bit better than those on an outward set, but just based off appearance where you don't need to hammer it as much as yeah. in something like Robocop. Um and that's and that's kind of the the thing with sci-fi. Like, yeah, you 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 make it very obvious because you're hiding it all behind you know makeup and different types of characters yeah. and stuff. So you got to bring it out a little bit more. But th- I think they do they do push it a little more than they probably needed to. But uh, I didn't dislike it because of it. You type in bright. Well, go ahead, Seth. Well, I was just gonna say that I just feel like that the the way that it played out could have been played out better. Cause like, you know, district nine did the same yeah, thing, but district it did nine, it yeah. better. No, and I agree. Yeah. Sure. That's I the agree. whole thing is again, I feel like, and I don't want you guys to think that like, I didn't care for it. I just feel like that they missed the, they missed their mark. No, a couple I, different I, I will agree with that. Yeah. I, will agree I was with just kind of like, what am I supposed to be feeling right now? Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. Or what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. So. I know. I agree with that hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think, um, I think they weren't as clever as yeah. they needed to be yeah. with their commentary. But, like, you type in Bright right now. Uh, right before we started this podcast, I just typed in Bright, some of the big headlines right now. Um, critics are calling out Netflix Bright for its clumsy racial metaphor. Um, another one said, uh, some have said that the weirdest part of Netflix's Bright is the racism. I mean, a little, again, mismarked, I feel like. I think that they have a right. I don't know if that needs to be the top headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like it should be something that should be discussed a little bit. And more. I don't know how this guy's getting so much airtime, but he's all over the place. I mean, you know when you Google, there's like 10 boxes at the bottom that's mm-hmm. like the top stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chancer Rap expressed reservations over a scene in which an orc is lynched, which he interpreted as a thinly veiled and shallow metaphor for racism. He says, I always feel a little cheated when I see an allegorical racism in movies cause that racism um, usually stems from human emotion or tolerance, but not by law or systems the way it is in real life. Um, then he explained that the characters in Bright live in a timeline where racism is gone because we hate orc now. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 all looking at the, the same thing. So it's, you know, instead of, you know, whites against blacks, hey, we're shifting together because it's humans against, you know, orcs now. Um, you, you know, you might hate, you know, the, your neighbor, but, you know, when the Olympics come around, we're all rooting for the U.S. to win in soccer, you know. it's it, That's all it is, is it's just replacing one and shifting it, which naturally would happen. Like, if orcs were a real thing, then there would be less, like, human-to-human racism. It would be more geared towards other, Maybe. you know, species. Yeah. I could see it, like, though, that they're just the lowest on the totem pole, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. still, like, humans still hate each other just as much. Or at least sure. I kind of gathered that yeah. from Bright, that that universe, yeah. that that still kind of happened. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, yeah I then, mean, they're dealing with but, the same thing in this as they do in Alienation. I'm just curious. Can you look up Alienation? I'm just curious what... RT or some critic site say about alienation because that's dealing with the same kind of issues just with aliens instead of you know orcs fantasy creatures exactly yeah Yeah. Um, but what he's looking up like let's talk about the concept um, of bright and the world building you know we hit on it briefly like I think we all agree that it's not enough it would have helped if we had you know Mm. seven eight nine episodes flushed out this Netflix original uh, TV series Um, any pros or cons to the world building I would say, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, I think the visual world building was lacking. It was very much just Los Angeles with from with a few tweaks. Like instead of, well, like the old Elven District or Elf Town is basically something like Beverly Hills or Rodeo Drive. There's nothing visually distinctive about it, really. I mean, that there's a gold railing around the green grass divider or whatever. That was kind of cool. And um, 
uh, Layla's um, inner sanctum with the pool and the tree. That kind of looked, yeah, yeah. Cool, looked pretty cool. But uh, they could have done a lot more with it, playing off of the mythology of these creatures. I mean, for one ex- for one example, like the orc, the orc church, the where the orc yeah, gang. Yeah, I thought that up. was really. Cool. I thought that was really cool because it was really developed visually. You had the the uh, hieroglyphics on the walls, the elf, the antler throne, the the pit where they draw, they throw the enemies in. It just it looked like it was fully realized and fleshed out. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and it added to the orc idea of an orc culture so yeah, yeah. that worked really well some of the other stuff i just didn't feel worked and see, out like, well. and see i think like if you're you're going to elf district like elves don't necessarily own that that's just they're rich enough to shop there yeah. it would have more of an elf influence but right. it's still going to be if there are any rich orcs i mean we do have an orc that's in the lapd mm-hmm. i'm sure at some point you know maybe there'll be an orc who has some sort of power or money or influence you know yeah. but humans probably shop there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to look like an orc church. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, I love the the design of this world so much that I actually Googled, like, you know, bright art book. You know, you guys know how much I love um, concept books. <laughs> yes, it's one yes. of my favorite things just to sit down and, and go through uh, concepts. And uh, there's not a, a, a an art book for this, which mm-hmm. surprises me because, yeah, I think there's like the orc church yeah. um, or just looking at uh, how they were going to implement you know, orc gangs and, and what they would wear and the different, you know, um, designs of orcs. Mm. Um, I, I, there should be an art book for this. I'm hoping that this um, gets enough um, love, which it doesn't look like it's going to get, that I can get an art book in the future. All I was going to say is, did you guys see Little Evil this mm-hmm. year? I started yeah. it, but I didn't get to finish it. Remember the church at the end? How yeah. it opened up mm-hmm. and he fell into the pit? Didn't that remind you of this? Like, didn't it look a lot like... I'm like, ah, Netflix, are you using the same <laughs> effects? Because it looks very similar. I don't know. Okay. I just thought that was interesting. The two Netflix movies this year, like, had had that kind of... Really? Yeah. That Little Evil ends in a church with mm. a giant opening mm. and people falling into it and mm. stuff like that. That I was kind of like, hmm, hmm, Netflix, hmm. Uh, but the... Uh, I, I thought the shot of the dragon was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah well, so cool. I had a yeah. question about Why that. wasn't there more? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> this I clearly like, looked like cool. This yeah. clearly looked like television, though. This but, yeah, whole yeah, movie. Yeah. 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 But I was like, that's cool. But then I'm, I stop. That was the only time I think that I stopped. And I was like, well, how, how the work? fuck does that work? <laughs> 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 how the fuck does that work? Did you guys have any thoughts on the dragon? I was just a neat little eye candy moment, little Easter egg type thing. But yeah. uh, that's the one time yeah. I thought that I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" If this guy comes down, <laughs> we're all fucked. I don't yeah. care if you're elf. I don't <laughs> care if you work. Is he unpacked? <laughs> Is he cool up there? We're, we're all island? one when that thing comes down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about the design of this world? Uh, the world building in general. Yeah, I, I thought the the world building was was fine. It needed to be more fleshed out, obviously. Yeah, sure. um, and we get we get a little bit of backstory, you know, about how orcs aligned with the dark lord you know a thousand years ago and and that's why they're so down looked down upon is because you know some some people generations ago made a mistake very and, vague yeah yeah it's very um, vague. and and i don't i don't hate that it's vague like it, i don't think that that particular thing needs to be fleshed out a whole lot more i think that pretty is pretty cut and dry um but there's clearly like a bigger world here like we see the dragon we see you know see, the fairy and we see uh, one of the cops is a centaur did you notice that yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a there's a like it just looks like he's on a horse but he like turns to the side and he's oh, an actual mm-hmm. fucking centaur so there's definitely like so much more to this world that bugs yeah, me yeah and that's what yeah. you you brought it up earlier you brought up district 9 mm-hmm. and i think that's where they even did world building better because it, even though we don't we don't have to have a lot you can do a lot of world building in 5 minutes of camera mm-hmm. you know district 9 
Ryan sets up, you know, who they are, where they come from, um, all kinds of stuff. You know, they give us a, a visual appeal of them, and then they, they, you know, flash forward however many years, and they show them in the, the uh, shanty towns of, you know, Africa. You know, mm-hmm. so I, you can do a lot of world building in just a few minutes, and I, that's where I think they, they fell just a little bit. I think they could have showed something somehow and, and give us a, a, a little bit bigger scope. Well, I think it's silly, too, that they didn't even bring up that, like, there's centaurs on the police force, mm-hmm. when the whole point <laughs> is that, oh, my gosh, not a cop is something, like, yeah. or, or not an, a human is a cop, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, well, why didn't the centaur, like, <laughs> yeah. why didn't he get, like, you why know... Why didn't he go through shit? Maybe, does, or he? maybe he did. No. I don't know, it'd be kind of cool, mm-hmm. like, give me something, rather than just the fact that he's there, it's yeah. just kind of out of place, or it feels out of place, mm-hmm. so... And I, I think, uh, like, I think the proper way to explain this movie to somebody is alienation and then using David Ayer's end of watch. Um, I want to give a shout out to Nathan. He was going to be here tonight. He couldn't make it. I was actually going to step out Mm because he was so, uh, he wanted to talk about it so much. Um, But, you know, I talked to him briefly, uh, real briefly about it yesterday. He was like, man, this is the closest thing I'm going to get to Shadowrun. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love Shadowrun, dude. Okay. Like I've never played Shadowrun, but I've done a lot of research on Shadowrun. Nerd. I know, (laughs) I know a lot about Shadowrun. Let me just say, I told this to Nathan. I was like, you know, I go, uh, just because you put fucking cowboys and Indians in a movie doesn't make it the fucking searchers. Okay. okay? You got orcs and you have um, elves, but man, Shadowrun is cyberpunk. You know, it's it's high fantasy. You've got mega corporations running the world. Uh, technology is beyond us. The president's a dragon. Beyond our comprehension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is far from fucking Shadowrun, but I think a lot of people want Shadowrun, and I wonder if that audience score isn't hiked up a little bit because they want a fucking Shadowrun movie so bad, and this is the closest they can get. I can believe it. A lot of my nerd friends talked about that uh-huh. at the store and stuff. They were just like, um, they were just like, dude, set the Shadowrun the movie, and I'm just like, uh, whatever, guys. <laughs> yeah, whatever, guys. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you a book. <laughs> but um, I have a just for anyone out there that. You know, uh, have has not seen Alien Nation. I just want to read a plot synopsis for Alien Nation. Okay, mm. in L.A., humans live as- alongside aliens. The core of the story is is an uneasy partnership for a police detective and his new humanoid partner. However, the pair begin to overcome their differences as they investigate a slum drug ring. Mm. You know, mm. um, you watch Alien Nation. You watch this. Um, it's pretty goddamn similar. Which segues me. To something I want to talk about, which is uh, Max Landis, who wrote this. Mm-hmm. All right, this is Alien, Alien Nation. Mm-hmm. Shad- a little bit of Shadow Run, okay? If you if you want to, you know how much they paid him for this fucking script. It's over a million dollars. It's like three million, maybe three million dollars, <laughs> yeah. which is the highest spec script, okay, mm-hmm. um, in a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. Three million dollars. I say you put all of us in a room. Mm-hmm. All right, you tell us what you want here. Okay, give us a hundred thousand dollars a piece, maybe a life, uh, a lifelong, you know, uh, a thing to Red Lobster, where we can go to Red Lobster anytime we fucking want to, and we'll make you the same fucking movie, and you're still saving money. Or how about you just go get someone to remake fucking Alienation? Or with that three million dollars, won't you? Netflix got the money. They're working with Scorsese and David Ayer. Won't you fucking go buy the rights to Shadowrun to make a movie on Shadowrun? In his defense, we don't know how much he gave them. He could have gave them all, and then they chose to do like, all right, this is mm-hmm. what we this is what we choose to put on screen. Uh-huh. Because like, I don't know. I guess there's a love hate 
with Max Landis. I like Max Landis. Like I love his like the wrestling isn't wrestling and yeah. the uh, I think the dude's a clever dude. And I also like he's written a couple comic books too. The uh-huh. he did a Superman run. He did a uh, he's done a couple of different things that yeah. I, I don't know why he's, he's, he's a good he's a sleazeball. Like the day that Bright dropped, there was a bunch of like sexual assault accusations against him. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jeez. So that kind of cheapens liking him a lot. I get uh, you, but I whatever. Yeah, I I've hate always... Bright now. <laughs> But it's the largest spec deal in years. Yeah. yeah. And it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's original, but it's also Alienation, Bits of Shadow Run. It's not that fuck. It's a buddy cop movie with fantasy elements. Okay, you're talking $3 million for a spec script here. Um, what would you what would you give $3 million for? Like fucking Godfather back in the day? Um, no. You're not a Godfather fan, so I'm not going to ask I, you. I Godf- Godfather, Are you? Man. I remember yeah. someone's not Godfather. But think of a script. Um, let's go back to, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's um, fucking Science. Sixth Sense. <laughs> Sixth Sense. That has some twists in it. You don't know where it's coming from. That's something you pay some good money for. Something original. I don't know. I I don't fucking know how the fuck he got three million dollars for the the script for Bright. I, th- I think it's basically because I mean he does have he does have a name on his own, but you also throw in you know John Landis adds to it. And Netflix has has done movies before, you know, Beast of No Nation and and stuff like that. But like this was their foray into a, a blockbuster, and so they wanted to make a statement with that first one. They didn't want this script to go out to theaters. They didn't want it to be a bigger movie than leaving, you know, the confines of streaming. So they probably, yeah, they definitely overpaid for it. <laughs> thank, I mean, thank you, but. <laughs> But they, I think that was just them going, you know, we we don't want to take the risk of our first, like, big movie going somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I wonder if he brought it to them or, or how that works. Because if it was designed in-house, you just fucking go to someone else and give them your idea and be like, hey, I'm going to give you fucking $500,000, you know, fresh out of film school. You can work with David Ayer, mm-hmm. let him rework the... Which I heard that David Ayer reworked some of the script anyway. Sure he did. It's fucking yeah. nuts. All directors. You got any comments movie. on this, guys? Oh... Uh, not a lot. I just, I just, I mean, it'll just all come back to what we're talking about being underdeveloped. I mean, the the concept itself is just a minor variation on other things. Alienation, heck, even Who Framed Roger Rabbit is just like a yeah, yeah. yeah but um, yeah, probably overpaid. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Max Landis's Chronicle. Um, for example, that was kind of like a, a different take on the superhero f- um, genre, which I didn't think quite worked. Um. So well, and the other thing too, when you th- when you're, we're talking script here, we're yeah. talking dialogue. Right. I don't know how much is improvised on set there. You know, especially if you're paying. If you're paying, th- <laughs> yeah, no shit. But if you're Probably. paying three million dollars for us for that, you uh, know, because again, I don't know how much world building didn't make it to screen that yeah. was in that script. Mm-hmm. But man, some of the dialogue, you know, which I was he, fine with because of the type type of movie it was. Right. But it was clunky dialogue. And the movie's already like been greenlit for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. He may have given them a trilogy. He might have. Like, yeah, he yeah, may have given them like several like maybe that three million comes from the idea that he's going to write multiple movies. I fucking hope so. Or he's just got he's given them basically like <clears throat> the next like all right this is where the story's going to go yeah. this is where the next one is like as long and as knowing you Max Landis go. that's he's a he's a talker so he's he probably a talk. talk you know what else he said forever. he said that this is his Star Wars. I'm like, no, motherfucker. This is your alien nation. Or, if you well, want to go... Maybe this not, is your, like... Maybe I know, not I know, I know. I, know. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I just thought Star it was a bad Wars. comparison. I'm like, let's call it something else, man. But, uh, I don't know. I say fucking overpaid. It's his odyssey. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his life work. It's yeah. his life work, you know? Um, but I also want to talk about some of the other casting in here. Um, I, I noticed that the... Uh, 
the the main actress looking for the uh, wand, um, she looked familiar, but I didn't know who she was until afterwards. That's Numi Rapace. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think of Numi Rapace? Numi Rapace can do anything. I love Numi Rapace. Even even shitty Prometheus and stuff. Like I like her in it. Yeah. I like Numi Rapace. Just I thought she was a little wasted here, though. I thought she could have had something else. She, she was pretty fucking yeah, cool. She's, she's the, yeah. Yeah, the evil elf. Gotcha. Whatever, like Leica or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Did you... They didn't do much. Yeah, I mean, that's half what I'm saying. Of this yeah, movie was, was a, uh, what is that called in video games where you have to? It's a yeah. cutscene. No, 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 no. When you have to protect the character, yeah. the NPC. Oh, rescue uh, mission. Yeah. Or, or no, uh, no, not a rescue mission. Um, what's that called? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A companion yeah. mission. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what that's called. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's like the worst kind of level. Anyway, but most of this yeah, was yeah, that yeah. where it was just like, all right, we got to get point A or we got to get from point A to point B with D in hand. So. Um, yeah, no, but, that's I mean, how that's she, how I was thinking. And she's the or the MacGuffin in hand, and then the, the she's the big bad or whatever, yeah. and you don't see enough of her. But it was cool watching. That was those pissing dudes me fight. off. What's that called? What kind of mission is it? Resident Evil has ten of them in every yeah. game. Yeah, I don't know what that's, <laughs> that's called. fucking pissing me off. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Oh yeah, but and then you have Edgar Ramirez in this too. He you know? actually intrigued me a lot. I wish they would have done a lot more. A little with bit more. Them. Yeah, everything yeah. I everything I have to say negative is I just wish there was more, more right. world building, more yeah. Edgar Ramirez, more New Mutant Yeah, because he had the cool intimidation factor going. On. He was mysterious enough where he actually wanted to know more about him, um, and even that he seemed like he was like the lead cop, but his buddy actually got I think a lot more dialogue than Edgar Ramirez did, just because. I well, I guess it was kind of the good cop bad cop thing, but um, yeah, I thought he was uh, really interesting, and you, you could tell that there's something else, something more going on, but we like we don't really know too much of his backstory enough to know his motivation escort. in being escort. part of the... Escort uh, mission. Sorry, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was driving me fucking okay. crazy. You know, there's some dude out there from Brazil right now, and he's like, fucking escort mission, you dumb fucks! Yeah. God. Okay, I'm sorry. Go yeah. Sorry, man. But, yeah, we don't know a whole lot about his motivation about wanting to be part of the Magic Task Force, but he seems to know a lot more than some of the other characters do about the backstory of this uh-huh. world, about about Brights and stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Who is the big guy? Is that who you were just talking about? Yeah. Diet John Goodman? Because oh, yeah. like, I thought he was John Goodman when we first walked in. I was like, how'd yeah. they pull that off? I don't know for sure, but is that the guy from um, oh, Split earlier this year? I think it is. Like, the, no, the uncle? No, no, no. It's not no, the no. uncle? No, no, no. Okay. Because I thought someone, I heard someone say that he was in this, mm-hmm. and then um, I saw that um, there was a, a Dude, actually, James McAvoy played everybody in that movie. Yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> that, guy's, that guy's name is Happy Anderson. Yeah. Happy Anderson. Yeah. He's uh yeah he was in uh, Mine Hunters this year. He's mm. really fucking good. Okay, so he guy. wasn't in Bright then. Okay. He's he's in Bright. He oh, was, is he? He's not. He's not. He's not I'm the same guy about. from Split. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I want to talk, you brought up that escort mission. Yeah. I think that was this uh, whole movie. Yeah. I have it in my notes. I have cops on the run third act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's where it never, uh, I never got up and was like, man, I got other shit to do, which I think is a strong positive for me because I got so much shit that I want, want to do. I want to work on next week's episode versus marathons, update the website. I never got up. and was like, I got to leave. I, I got to do something else. I enjoyed it, but I. It was wearing thin, I think, with the third act, Chase the uh, the Atomic Wand. You know, I think that was getting a little bit thin for me. Well, what did you guys think? Some of it didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, with the whole, like, how'd they get out of this situation? That's bull. That she, like, that uh, they just could magically get through the crowd of people. Because, like, what? They're in, the, they're in the one, like, all the crowd of people 
and then they eventually get to the strip club, mm-hmm. and then they eventually like it's just like there's no way that they no. can keep g- getting through all of these people. Mm-hmm. I did think it was pretty cool when the elves showed up, when like the two things that were chasing them finally showed up together, right. and that was mm-hmm. that's cool. That was yeah. just fucked up that whole game. Yeah. But that yeah. was cool seeing that one move through all of them, like you move like Legolas or whatever. Oh it was yeah, just, like really fast. It's like yeah. okay, yeah. this is why they run the world. Yeah, they're right. like yeah. they're just physically yeah. so better than all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I want to give us some high points for practical effects, and I want for for um, stuff. You could tell there was some mm-hmm. wire work going yeah. on, and there was some practical really stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but uh, something I, I I did not like, and it was one scene. And uh, you know, David Ayer he wrote uh, Training Day, and there's a scene. I don't know if you guys remember Training Day that well, but there's a scene where um, uh, who's uh, Denzel Washington's um, the, the young cop. Is that uh, Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Earlier in the movie, he saves a young girl from being raped, and then he ends up in like yeah. this uh, this Mexican apartment. They have him in the bathtub. They have a shotgun to his mouth, and they're like, you know, they're gonna they're gonna kill him. He, um, Denzel Washington leaves him for dead, and um, the guy uh, takes his wallet out, and he notices he has a picture of his daughter or granddaughter, something like mm-hmm. that. And he goes, "How do you have a picture of my daughter?" You know, and he's like. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can call her. I saved her earlier in the movie. Oh, oh so, yeah, right. And he so he calls his his daughter up or whoever it is to him, and and she's like, "Yeah, a cop saved me earlier today from being raped," and you know, and so they let him out of the tub and let him go on his way, and they don't kill him. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly um, like uh, the the whole setup here with Jacoby mm-hmm. saving the young orc, yeah. and you know, the the young orc was going to kill him, and he's like, "I can't kill him. He saved me earlier in the movie, sure. and it was in an alley." Mm-hmm. And it was an alley, which was training day. And yeah. I was like, come on, you can do a little bit better than this. Don't rip off your own shit so, right. so well. Three mon- three million dollars script, why don't you just go fucking, mm. you know, <laughs> get a couple guys who watch training day to write yeah. it. I mean, on the <laughs> other hand, that still didn't get him off because basically the son was allowed to have the hook, but yeah, yeah. his father is still planning to kill Joe Kobe. Yeah. So, yeah. So there was a little bit of a change there, but the core, True. you know, theme there, you mm. know. I was say, my, my biggest negative was, was right after that, when he gets killed and they just... Bring him back to life. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Like, yeah. no stakes, because magic can just fucking fix anything that you want <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah, but magic, like, hurt her. That was what was weird, is, like, I wish they would explain more of that. Yeah. Whatever, right? Is that what was hurting her, was the fact that she was using the wand? I think so. I think when they... I don't know. See, again, there was a lot of questions. It was a little unclear. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you get, we were led to believe that only magic could kill Layla, because nothing else could, could kill her. Like, mm-hmm. bullets couldn't kill her. Only the wand could kill her, but... She got fucked up with a yeah. shotgun and was still uh, fine. Right. Yeah. What'd you guys think of that soundtrack? We hit on it briefly, but I think this was David Ayer. I think it was Atlantic Records. It's, they made a deal yeah. again, um, and it was. Um, I noticed it opening scene where they're showing you um, the world that they created, and it shows you the orcs, and it mm. shows the graffiti on the walls, right. and it sounds just like Suicide Squad soundtrack. I don't know what that song is. And actually, I like the Suicide Squad soundtrack. I listened to it at the gym for like when Suicide Squad came out, which I was like, I liked it. I, I like Suicide Squad the most out of all the DC films so far, I think. But, um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's Wonder not Woman? much to fucking... Cho- well, I don't know. I'm not as huge on Wonder Woman as you guys are, but I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. But uh, I do like the soundtrack to Suicide Squad um, quite a bit. I worked out to the gym all the time with it. And right when this came on, I'm like, yeah, this is like... Seriously, it's almost like um, an extended cut <laughs> from Suicide Squad. I mean, mm-hmm. did you guys get that as well? 
Well, with Suicide Squad, like the music is good, but it, I don't think it fits the movie no, uh, no. when they use it. And I, I think it fits in Bright for the most part. There's there's some weird like lines. There's like one when uh, Ward is like killing the four cops, and like the like song is really cool, but it's talking about being British and shit. And it's like these lyrics don't make any fucking <laughs> sense, but it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought the music was was pretty good. Uh, the you know the orcish love song, <laughs> just like a death speed metal song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. It was great. No real comment. Yeah. It doesn't stick out to me. Okay. I don't really remember. Yeah, I'm not uh, a huge fan of rap, but I mean, so I thought it sounded fine. Right. And I do want to give a shout out one more time. We've said it a couple times, but the makeup, did you see the article recently that... A bunch s- of them didn't get Yeah, yeah there were 60, uh, yeah. I think 60 designers that did not uh, make it into the final credits. Maybe they'll make film. your book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, man. Yeah. I, that really does need to be a book, but uh, yeah, I guess... Um, and, and one of that does suck, that happens a lot. In credits and movies, like especially like visual effects and stuff, those people get cut out of credits all yeah. the fucking time. And uh, for early consideration right now for Oscars, um, there's talks right now Ghost in the Shell making it for um, uh, hair and makeup. All right, mm. and I'm like, I don't know about that, man. Um, and I, that was even me going back and looking at some stills after I heard mm-hmm. that. You know, I'm like I don't know, but uh, I think Bright's getting a little bit. You know, uh, I don't think it's handled too well here. I think uh, the the makeup and. Uh, and the the wardrobe is especially is, is really good here, and I would like doesn't to see them. Doesn't he fucking nominated. look like Joel Edgerton at all? No, <laughs> like, does it, at man. all? But like, at all, still conveys like a, the the human side to him, but makes him look completely different. What do you guys think of the language, like all the cussing? Because it was just like, hey, we're R, and we're gonna we're gonna show you that we're R. I don't know. It just get, yeah. it started getting on my nerves. I don't. I don't like, think it felt forced. It felt mostly natural for the most part. There were a few times when like when things were said it was like was that necessary? No, not really. But like it felt more natural. Like that's kind of how people would would talk in those situations. Just because it like it is a big deal. There's a lot of people saying that it was uh, was a little too intense for them. Mm -hmm. I really didn't notice. I'm a huge Tarantino fan though Mm -hmm. so I guess it just flew in my ear and out the other. Yeah but he works his fucks better than, <laughs> he worked, than most yeah. Tarantino right. he works in Tarantino fucks. fucks yeah he does <laughs> yeah it, uh, I was gonna say that he, he he's an artist to a degree with his curse uh-huh. words as opposed to just throwing them at a wall yeah, maybe early on the language uh, felt a little bit um, coming out of nowhere um, like when his wife repeatedly tells Will Smith uh Ward to kill the fucking fairy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's kind of a thing that's been going on with HBO, Netflix, what have you lately, that some shows, um, they feel that just because they can they can curse, they might as well go all out. I mean, that's kind of how I felt with Westworld for uh, early, some of the episodes, they just kind of went overboard there. But it didn't, it didn't mind me, it bothered me too much here. Not enough orc tits. That's all nope. I have to say. Yeah. Just yeah. human tits. Yeah, just human tits. Yeah. So let's. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Closing thoughts. Uh, that, I, uh go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, that is weird that there was only humans in that strip club. There was True. one. Yeah, there, yeah, there, there was, was one. one yeah. There was one okay. female. Orc. Was he okay, checking okay. out the? Uh, wasn't there an orc checking out a human? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. remember there being. Yeah, I remember there being. You know. Yeah, I just felt like that. You know, interracial this so, species. This could be like. A, <laughs> this would be a chance to show like some really kind of out there shit. No, this, I, yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, why not? No. You know. I mean, we did get a good line from it. We gonna titty bars. We gonna die in this rundown titty bar. Yeah, no. <laughs> nasty ass titty bar. Uh, I really liked uh, Joel Edgerton's performance, like you all did. Stand I mean, out, man. Yeah, I started out as this meat guy, and then throughout the course of the film, he became uh, more confident in himself, and um, 
heroic. I mean, I thought he deserved to be bright more so than Ward's character, but I mean, he got enough though. He he won the respect of his fellow orcs, so that's yeah. I think was enough. Do you see him that feels a little forced making Will Smith the bright instead of uh, Joel Edgerton's character? A little bit. I don't know the rules of the bright. I haven't but it, it, it sounds it, like when they're talking about brights, they're talking about like oh you know elves are a dime a dozen. They can uh, be brights, and like one out of every million humans mm-hmm. is bright. They never mention a shit about orcs so being. So you think bright. You'll, you think you'll so get I, a raise? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't even know if orcs have the ability to be brights because of the way they fucked with dark magic and shit. The other thing, uh, what bothered me was like, so they're getting out of this thing together, and then out of nowhere he walks out and he goes, "Where's Ward?" Like, did you notice that that they were like clearly together oh, yeah, walking, yeah. Out, and then clearly he's just not he's behind not there, him. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, oh, you left him in there. That was how did you leave him? He's your like you wouldn't yeah. like if you and I were in a fire and we yeah. were walking it like. We're holding hands. Like, we're not, like... (laughs) That bothered me. That I was like, how did you get away from each other? Like, it was just a bad cut. They should have shown him getting pinned down or something like that rather than him getting all the way out then deciding to run back in. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to echo just uh, real quick a lot of things I've said there, but I thought the the makeup was awesome. Joel Edgerton was awesome. Um, I think the the, the racism and the metaphors were a little heavy-handed, but I, again, I like that with my sci-fi and my horror um, you know, it, it felt like a, um, a late eighties, early nineties movie to me. Will Smith. I like his brand. I got Will Smith brand. Um, I thought the action was, was okay. I thought the, um, uh, the world building, it, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, but it was good enough. You know, that was a fun time. Don't go in this expecting, you know, Citizen Kane, you know, mm-hmm. or Casablanca, mm-hmm. you know, don't, uh, don't go into this expecting, you know, the second coming of tentpole movies, but I think it's a pretty fucking fun movie. I'm going to give it a 3.5 probably. I enjoyed my time. I don't, I don't think it deserves all the hate. Um, I mean, it, the biggest thing to me, I, I watched it twice and mostly it was because of Joel Edgerton. Like mm-hmm. he's really fucking good in this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he brings just such a, a, a a, a unique perspective to what you would think the character would be, you know, probably on paper and what it actually came out as. Um, I think it's, I think it's really good. I, I think it flows for the most part. I, I think it does kind of slow down towards the end, and then it gets a little muddled and confusing because there's not enough like yeah. backstory to understand what the fuck's going on all the time. Even through a second viewing, like I picked up a few extra things here and there, but still, I'm you know a little lost on things. Um, Visual effects, special effects, are, were were really pretty fucking good throughout. Um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm in line with you. About three and a half. About is what three I'm and a half. Out of five. I'm gonna give this bad boy a three. Bad boy. Uh, bad boy. Woo! Bad boy three. It's bad boys three. Man, bad Martin Lawrence really let himself go. I mean, that's <laughs> like that. that and then he like, looks like Will Smith yeah. now. Tweet. Yes. Yes. Uh, that. Uh, I mean, I thought it was all right. Again, with the I don't, I didn't mind that it was heavy-handed. I felt like it just missed its mark some mm-hmm. of the time, um, and I completely and I, agree. And unfortunately, I feel like that was the big takeaway, and I think that's what everyone's focusing on. But I still think it's an all right film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we're t- we're bitching about world building, but you know, what's a sequel going to be about? Right. World building. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll see. We're gonna learn more about that centaur cop. Maybe I hope so. I want a whole. I want an offshoot movie. Yeah. Just give me that. Just call the movie Centaur Cop. Exactly. I'm in. Yep. Yeah. I'll ride him into battle. <laughs> Poli- a policeman riding a policeman. That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was even thinking you can do even some backstory like at the opening of this movie. Um, opening credits. I know they're doing their Suicide Squad music over graffiti and showing Orktown and stuff like that. But they could have done like a, a, an ancient book, book. you yeah. know, but, or maybe yeah. the graffiti is moving in. Yeah, yeah. In mm. style or whatever. Something. There, there would have yeah. been an easy way. Couple minutes screen time to set it up. That mm. was a. That was. Um, 
you know, they should have done something there. Yeah. So I'm going to, I pretty much, I feel a lot of what you said, uh, good action, visual effects, mostly light based effects. Interestingly enough with the wand, the pool, the glowing, uh, dead elves or whatever it was. Um, makeup really good professional quality at least um and like i said earlier on everything else looks good uh but i'm gonna give it a 3.25 uh the will smith and joel edgerton's relationship was great and some of the other performances were good but most of it was really just hit and miss flat the dialogue line brought it down for you didn't it? <laughs> uh there's some other stuff like uh, a lot of the dialogue was just not that great yeah Ugh. clunky um yeah, some characters that didn't need to be there, some characters that did need to be there, but they just need to be more developed. So it's, I mean, it's a good for a first film and just setting this world up, um, but it's more also like a good first TV episode rather than a full oh, feature length oh, movie. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed my time, but I really want to see what else they can do with this. Right on. Well, that is our bright review. Uh, that's us talking some shit. So let's take a break and then we'll come back with movie news. We are back with movie news. I'm going to keep it very simple. Top five headlines of the week. Um, not in any order. Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther topped Fandango's poll for most anticipated movies of 2018. So what movie, just in general, okay, across the board, are you looking forward to the most in 2018? Infinity War, Black Panther, or something else? I think the movie that intrigues me the most is uh, The Happy Time Murders, which is Brian mm. Henson's new movie. It's, I guess it's going to be a puppet noir movie. So, mm. I mean, it's something we haven't seen, so oh, it's yeah, different. I and uh, I don't know anything about it yet. Of course, is we're there not a trailer? Gonna, it, probably not yet. We're, we're once, but I'm looking forward to that trailer just to see what's exactly it what it's going to look like. The Happy Time Murders. You know anything about this? This no. sounds pretty yeah. interesting. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because all the rest of the movies I'm looking forward to are just like the sequels, the Marvel movies. Um, well, I am looking forward to Annihilation as well, which is Alex Garland's next film, just because he did such a good job with Ex Machina. So. Okay. Yeah. I would have to say um, Infinity War would be my number two, you know? Um, but for a lot of many reasons, man, um, I'm going to go, my most anticipated movie is going to be Han Solo. I just want really? to see if they can pull that shit off, man, with yeah. the firing of Lord and Miller, mm -hmm. uh, Ron Howard coming in, directing like, what, 80% of this movie? Did the whole thing. Did he do the whole thing? He I've heard, I've heard some conflicting he, reports, but no. He reshot um, a lot. He reshot a lot. Yes. He reshot a lot. Um, and then with the backlash of Last Jedi between critics and fans, you know, I've been saying for a while, this might be the most important studio trailer to ever release because when yeah. that drops, man... It's a it's fucking Han Solo movie. If it doesn't play right, all right, there's gonna be some fire. Especially, it's gonna be adding fuel to the Last Jedi fire. So I cannot wait. Um, so far, it's still coming out on like what May twenty fourth or May twenty eighth yeah. or something like that. So whatever, it's, it's coming out in May. I've been saying they're gonna push it back to December. I don't. It doesn't look like it though. It looks like they're sticking to that May date, and uh, I can't wait for this to come out just to see. What the hell it is. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I hope it's good. But, man, it's I'm very intrigued. Seth, what's your number one anticipated movie of 2018? I mean, I hate to be stupid, just like typical, but, I mean, like Infinity War. I mean, been waiting 10 years for this. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to see what they got. So, and especially, well, uh, you know, five years especially, that, uh, you know, let's see what they got. You've, yeah. you've been teasing this 
Let's, let's do this. Yeah, I'm almost yeah. scared. You think it's gonna be a letdown at all? I don't know. I went in. I uh, no. I got. They got this. Yeah, they got this. They uh, they've uh, got a good record for me. I mean, my favorite MCU movies have been of recent with Thor Ragnarok, Spider Man Homecoming. Um, I think they're nailing it. So hopefully they can keep that formula going. What's your number tw- number one 2018 movie? Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably what I'm most excited about. Um, but I, another one is Ready Player One. I'm really excited to, mm. to see that and see how that turns out because I think that could really go either way. That could be, you know, another just kind of fucking nostalgia fest that doesn't go anywhere or it could, you know, really put Spielberg back into form and yeah. really bring out a fucking I, beast of a movie. Because I'm a huge Spielberg fan, but, but with that said, I haven't liked a Spielberg movie since man probably munich's 2005 you know mm-hmm. um just that nothing's really worked or clicked for me he's got another movie that's uh, just come this out year. called the post yeah is that uh, out yet i think it's it's Limited. in select theaters and but it comes out like mid-january to most yeah, places yeah. it looked pretty interesting all right guys well that rumor mill is turning uh lawrence fishburne could reprise the role of silver surfer in the mcu um, especially with Disney buying up Fox. Um, there's been a lot of talks behind closed doors. Again, just a rumor mill. But what are your just quick thoughts? Would it confuse people? Give them a second chance? What? I don't really care either way since I've never been a big fan of Fantastic Four or haven't seen any of the Fantastic Four movies. So um, I say go for it just because it doesn't affect me either way. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I don't know who who is there any other other voices out there that you think would have that Silver Surfer Silver punch Surfer. to it? Man, I can't think of any right off the bat. Um, I'm saying if if Jeff if Jeff Fahey isn't busy, <laughs> you're Jeff Fahey boner. Is it's a it's a thing that Kyle the lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not busy, right? Of course not. <laughs> who was that? He was Frank Lupitas on Lost. Yeah. <laughs> who was the guy in... Uh, I loved him in Lost. <laughs> he was in Highlander, and he was also oh, in... Oh, uh, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. yeah. Chris- Christopher Lambert. Lambert. He's also... Uh, he's in. He's Raiden in... Uh, yeah, that in dude Mortal fell Comedy. off the fucking planet. But that'd be pretty he? cool, don't you think? That he'd be he's, kind of a he cool... He just disappeared, uh, didn't he? You know, Galactus is coming. I could actually <laughs> like, see that. He's yeah. got a cool voice. Yeah, he's got a cool voice. Clancy Brown would also be decent. Yeah. Um, they could probably pull it off. I mean, no... Most people wouldn't even know, but he was um, Surter, but Surter, you'd never yeah. know. No, yeah, yeah, probably not. Um, so, what about you, man? I don't really care. I think don't confuse people, though, because like I've already accepted the fate that uh, J.K. Simmons will not be J. Jonah Jameson. Whenever <laughs> they get, I've, I've just accepted that, and I feel like that if they bring Lawrence Fishburne back, yeah. then it's like, then why can't J.K. Simmons yeah. be J. Jonah Jameson? Well, I think I think it's a little. Why couldn't he be? I think it's different because you know he he dominates the screen. You you know mm-hmm. that that's him. Yeah. Uh, with Silver Surfer, I mean, yeah, he does have that voice. It's pretty distinct. But yeah. I think Fantastic Four has been, you know, separated for so many years. I think that y- your average fans, you know, like, yeah, we would know. I think everyone here at the table would know. I think we'd be cool with it because we understand. But there'd be a lot of people who just would have no idea yeah. that he was in Fantastic Four. Uh, I'm cool with it either way. I'm sure they could recast someone. Like, I don't even mind your Christopher Lambier. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I-, I think that'd be cool. Um, I'd be okay with Lawrence Fishburne, though. What do you think? Uh, give it to Joel Edgerton. <laughs> Joel Edgerton. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I like he does his orc voice. Yeah, he doesn't need to have like this overly dominating presence of a deep voice like that. And I, I, but it doesn't he is a really herald to me. That is his job. Sure, is that he? I mean, you gotta shit your pants when you see. Oh, him you coming fine. Down. David Harbor. That's who, that's who should voice it. 
You know what? If Doug Jones comes back and does the mocap, then then Fishburne can come back and do the voice. Or but Doug Jones could do the voice. Yeah, I yeah. love Doug Jones. Yeah. Doug, 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 Doug Jones can just play whatever he wants. And this wasn't play. in my notes, but you brought it up, uh, David Harbour. Um, he said, don't worry. You know, he's buff. He's he's uh, ready for his Hellboy well, premiere. They just, they just uh, wrapped production today. He's, he's ready, but he said, fear not. Stranger Things 3 comes back, he will have his dad body. <laughs> so he's, he's going to be eating those so donuts. They, they finished? They finished production today. Of Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Already. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it comes out this have year. Have you seen the picture of him? No, I've seen the picture. I I like, he look, he look, it doesn't even. It looks like Ron Perlman. Yeah. It does. Fucking playing him. Yeah. He <laughs> does. looks good. He looks good. Um, so Ridley Scott has a theory on why Blade Runner 2049 flopped. Did you get to watch that, Seth? I didn't. Oh, wow. That's that was one of my biggest you, disappointments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, wish you could have I didn't have the three hours to dedicate to, really? to going in the theater. <laughs> uh, during an interview, uh, Scott was asked about the poor reception to Blade Runner 2049, which earned 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, but only made $91 million domestically. All right. It's pretty poor. Um, he said, I have to be careful what I say. I have to be careful what I say. It was fucking way too long. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Yeah, you want to start with that? Uh, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> like, like, it was too long, um, but I don't know. I, I think, like, it just, it didn't do as well because, I, you know, Blade Runner is not, like, this as big of a cultural phenomenon yeah, yeah. as, like... It's not popcorn sci-fi. It's, it's not. People aren't, like, still running around talking about Blade Runner all the time. Yeah, you still have some people that do, but, like... It's not, you know, yeah. Star Wars. Well, Seth or just whatever. watched Blade Runner for the first time this year. I know. There's a lot of people like that. It's like, you know, me too. Fuck right. Blade. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. You know, there's a lot of people. Who that are you watch being it. for Halloween? I'm Decker. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> fucking be Decker. Yeah. You know. Why would you be cool. Decker when you could be Hanzo or Indy? Yeah. Like, Link had nothing to do with it, man. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. You put a percentage on it. Very small percentage was Link. I mean, people just didn't give a shit about Blade Runner two. And well, I did just they, say that I didn't have three hours. Yeah, to I was gonna say. Seth very specifically said I don't. But, that, but a lot of people, that wasn't the case. I mean, a lot of people just went to... I mean, I know Star Wars is huge, but, you know, two and a half hours, people went to go see that. I mean, there's long movies all the time, you know? Um, it's just, I think that people just didn't give a shit. It's fucking 30, 40 years ago. Um, and I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a piece of shit flop. They weren't expecting it to be good. I, I guarantee once people see it, I think there'll be um, a greater appreciation for it. Like the original Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to probably owning Blade Runner 2049 when it comes out. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of the year, yeah. um, definitely. And uh, no, I don't think length has factored into it. It's just, I mean, it's not an action movie like so many of these other big blockbusters are. And uh, maybe people aren't as big on Ryan Gosling as some people think uh, you they shut should your be. fucking mouth, Matt. Ryan Gosling <laughs> is an American treasure. <laughs> I did really like him in that. I'm just yeah. saying other people. <laughs> oh, okay. Not me specifically. Oh, okay. But, uh, Let's hunt no. these people down, Matt. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would watch that. Sure That'd why. be a good TV show. <laughs> Matt and Kyle hunt down Ryan Gosling haters. <laughs> uh, yeah. On E. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny that, like, in the final episode, you guys figure e. out. E. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys figure out, like, They're Ryan. the only ones I can support it. <laughs> You can't even get like USA or something. I just think it'd be Netflix fun. is too busy buying three million dollar bright scripts. <laughs> they can't afford you. <laughs> Go ahead, Seth. It's gone. So I. It's, it's gone. Gone. <laughs> I, I think it'd be funny if uh, you guys like figured out that he's like Canadian or something in the last episode. Like the whole reason you're going is because he's an American treasure. You're beating the shit out of all these people. And then it's like he's Canadian. Then you know you basically end up just shooting yourselves. <laughs> what a, what a final. Final scene. He was in the Mickey Mouse Club, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Fake Mickey Mouse. 
Fake kind news. of a pillowcase with his face on it. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Nathan Plantagat has a mug with his face on it now. All right, guys. I'm not a huge wrestling fan today, but <gasps> if you would take me back to 1980, 1990, I was a fucking huge wrestling fan. So uh, all my wrestling news I kind of get from you guys. You know? So I'm just going to ask you. Uh, there's a report from WrestlingNews.com. They suggest that The Undertaker may indeed be prepping for return to WWE action. What's your thoughts? Should he return? Boo! Boo. Retire? <laughs> He's hurt. It was painful. We watched that match live. Don't you remember that his last match? Was that his last, yeah, with Reigns. Yeah, but it was but, painful. But doesn't that suck so bad to go out with him? Because I'm not even a wrestling fan, and I can't even fucking stand Reigns. Yeah, but who's he going? So to, generic. Who would he go up against? Like Styles or Cena? Like oh, they could carry I'm him the guys. entire way. Who would you guys like? That, to those see? would be the only two. Or I'd just put leave him it be. If it was going to be, if I had to pick his last match, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Or leave it alone. Uh, Sting. Sting. Him and Sting, Sting can't and, walk, can he? It, like, if they could still, like, come on. Even though they neither of them could really go, that would still be fucking cool to see them in the ring at the same time. Yeah. Uh, what about Kane? No. No. Uh, he's fought, too, he's, he's fought he's too different twice now. or three times now for the... Yeah. What about Gold Dust? Streak. <laughs> Why Gold Dust? <laughs> you gotta either have... Doink the clown. Bring him back. He's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> the perfect match for Undertaker. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I point, say, point breath. <laughs> I, I say either, if you're gonna have to do it, Styles, Jericho, Cena. One of the three of them could carry him through it. He has always put on good matches with Lesnar, though, too. As Except much as I don't like Lesnar. Lesnar's like, going to kill him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Plow it right through his asshole. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> In wrestling terms. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The wrestling move, the asshole. <laughs> <plunder. German suplex. laughs> uh, do you have a horse in this race? Uh, no. I mean, when, <laughs> when I used to watch wrestling, I did like The Undertaker. He's a pretty cool looking guy, intimidating and all that stuff. But, uh... Would you like to see him get beat by a generic greaseball asshole? Well, no. I think by this time, <laughs> at this point, he's way too old. If I was growing up watching him in the 90s... Yeah. He's, I think. No, yeah, he's, he's not probably retired. He? Yes. He's late 50s. Okay, I got it. Undertaker comes out. Right? And yeah. they do some smoke Shoot and mirror. Some lightning. Smoke mirrors bullshit, right? Yeah. Force lightning. Well, he does. He's done that before. He's Dude, the so he on kills Reigns with force <laughs> lightning, and yeah. then he just disappears. Boom. <laughs> Still better than going out by fucking Roman Reigns. No, yeah. Like it, it, it makes sense. Like a passing of the torch in, in that sense, and, and the way he went out was so great. Where he didn't, he just sat in the ring. And hurt. He just yeah, hurt. <laughs> I mean, his pants, really hurt. His, his hip was fucked, and That's then fucked. just left his gloves and his hat and his jacket in the ring, and just walked up That's halfway shit. up the ramp and then disappeared now, into now the ring. He probably went on too long, but that's such a shitty image, man. Yeah. Fucking Roman Reigns. So, it's but 52. you but you guys like him enough really? just to yeah, leave him be. He's much older. It needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. it's embarrassing. Yeah, he it's... needs. He's got a wife that he needs to be with. And kids. He has a wife kids. to fuck. He can't be fucking around with fucking Roman Reigns. Yeah, and like it, like. He he looked so bad in that last match because he had like a f just destroyed hip that he got surgery on right after, and he's like been walking on. He was walking on a cane before that match, and like since, like he's he's so pretty broken. Bury the Undertaker. Done. Yeah. Done. Over. All right. Over. Last Maybe, ooh, bit. Broken Matt versus the Undertaker. No. <laughs> <laughs> last bit of movie news. I want to talk about a a trailer that I've been looking forward to, and in that trailer is called Mom. And Dad, Matt, let's start with you. Um, this is a uh, solo uh, directional, uh, a solo feature. Solo feature? 
It's a first feature. First time director, (laughs) Brian Taylor. Um, It stars Nicolas Cage, Selma Blair, as two uh, harmless parents who totally freak out one day due to a mass hysteria and try to murder their children. It looks like it could be fun. I mean, the the actors certainly seem like they're having fun with it. And uh, it could be a nice spin on the horror uh, genre. But uh, I have the feeling that the only two really good performances are going to be Nicolas Cage and Summer Blair. Maybe it's good enough. Like the kids, I don't think are going to do a very good job. The, Fuck it. You're probably going to have the supporting cast who's not really going to be that all that important. But you know, if you're there for Nicolas Cage, you're probably going to get your money's worth. You know one of my favorite things? Yeah. Crazy as fuck Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better. And you know what I saw in this trailer? He's beating the fuck out of a pool table with a sledgehammer singing the hokey pokey. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's crazy cuz like we see we see Cage be crazy in a lot of movies but like a lot of times it doesn't apply even though it's great to watch like this it looks like he's supposed to be crazy so is it going to work in the way know. that it usually does with cage or is it going to be like that one much? scene already works for me he's like you do the hokey pokey <laughs> and you bust the fucking pool table <laughs> 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 this and cooties double feature i am there i love this i hope it's good and i've been what you are you a big nicholas cage fan yeah yeah do you think there might be a Pantheon movie without rewatching between Con Air, Rock, and don't answer this. Don't answer the title. Pantheon, um, Rock, Con Air, Face Off. Pantheon, no. No? You think it'll be a fun- I love all three of those movies, yeah, yeah. Oh! But they're not Pantheon movies. Okay, so I called Cousin Wayne tonight. Uh-huh. And I have been <laughs> And dying. he said all three. Well, you know, you know, you know my- I know Cousin Wayne. He thinks all of them are Pantheon. <laughs> you know my, uh, the, the cage fight that I've been wanting to have, right? Yeah. So we're going to put Face Off, The Rock, and Con Air in a three-way versus. All right? And I've been dying for a time to do this. This comes out, like, January 17th, I think, VOD. We're going to do a three-way cage fight, dude. You there? Yeah. Well, Fuck I, it, let's do it. I'm going to watch all three of those movies Fuck anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think, Seth? I need to. I want to see the movie, I guess. I don't know. I wish that I Take knew more. Take it or leave it. I'll take it. Yeah! Sure, I guess. I don't know. Again, it's just... I don't get it. Like, like I watched the trailer and I'm like, wonder what they're sick from. Like, like that was my kind of thought process. Like, it's, just, it's the trees. Maybe. <laughs> trees. It's happening. Satellites. Yeah. Fucking. Something Russians. Chemtrails. Chemtrails. Yeah. It's in the water. They got bit by monkey. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, closing thoughts here. Um, what have you been watching, Matt? Uh, I've been watching s- some episodes of the toys that made us. I really like the great recent, shit. Yes, I really like the recent He Man uh, episode. The creators were just so funny in that the so conversations awesome. they had. Uh, you guys all hated each other. Yeah. Like, I invented it. No, I invented it. That was a really funny. Put a moment. fucking yeah. saddle on it. <laughs> uh, uh, watching a little bit of the Hulu shows I watch, Casual and the Mini Project. Um, not a whole lot really. Well, Rewatch Bright again. So some stuff. Right on. Yeah. How about you, Seth? Saw Jumanji. It was oh, all right. Did you like okay. it? Yeah. I mean, nice shout out to the sequ- or the first one. So it, it worked well. I've actually heard it's better than what a lot of people It's fun. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Gillan, I, uh, she does her, like at one point she has to be sexy. She does her Nebula voice. And that's weird because I was like, uh, I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you sound like you're going to kill the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so I saw that and I watched Drillbit Taylor. 
What? I, oh, what? It's, it's you get used to it on Thursdays. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just watched. Why it. are you one? Don't why are he, you watching it too? Why are you like acknowledging? He just, he you just watch always. It. It's what Seth does. I watched Robert Taylor, and then I uh, <laughs> don't repeat it. I watched. <laughs> I watched The Room twice. Yeah, you did. And trying to. Get, I wanted to watch Disaster Artist, but it just never came here. And uh, I think that's about it. I'm not that exciting. Well, Seth, I did watch the Disaster Artist, and it's fucking incredible. Really jelly. I love, I love the room and the Disaster Artist. Uh, it's getting a lot of hype, and it deserves all of it. I gave it a four point seven five out of five out of the theater, and I'm, I'm sticking to it. Mm, it's, really? it's damn near perfect. Man, um, I also saw Lady Bird in theater a few weeks ago. Um, getting a lot of praise there too. I didn't like that one as much. Probably about a three and a half. I think uh, it spiked. And then it's come down yeah, quite a bit. I, th- I think there's some great performances in it. Laurie Metcalf is fucking awesome. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's a good movie. See it, but... When's the, when's the Phantom Thread coming out? Is that, uh, that should be soon, shouldn't it? I, that should be soon. Yeah. New P.T. Anderson. Um, I've been watching a show on Netflix. Well, it's, I think it's on CW or something, but it's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and I've gotten really into that. It's, it's a show about... It's like multiple musicals in like each episode your wife would fucking love it Brandon. Yeah. it's very there's like some singing in the rain homages and stuff in it. Mm. so that's all pretty much what I'm I, I just want to toss this out there have you got is anybody at the table toss heard of salad? the untamed no you guys heard I've of this? heard of it but I don't know what it is oh my gosh I watched part of this movie just because it was in this whole most pause movie moments because it's like about these this couple that like are kind of in a rut and then they like find this alien that like that's like this like allegory to sex and like there's this crazy yes. sex scene with like this chick and this alien and it is is it clever it's weird Ooh. it's like i was like i don't know what's going on <laughs> like the but check it out it was weird and uh that uh it's getting a bunch it came out last year or it was made last year and like it's getting a lot of praise and stuff like that but check it out it was in this like thing that uh most pause movie moments or whatever just or for this year or whatever have you been hearing anything about the uh, godzilla um animation i forget what it's called oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it's, supposed to, it's in yeah. japan and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be i think released here in um on netflix i thought yeah um, i thought so too early or late 2017 mm-hmm. and uh, i was really looking forward to that i thought it looked badass it but i haven't heard cool. anything about you know recently toho's weird about like what when people get stuff they're very like Godzilla's Looks ours. Bitching though, doesn't it? It man? does. I thought it looked cool. Yeah. The other thing, uh, Jean Claude Van Johnson oh, walks through that. Yes, fucking fantastic. Jean Claude is so fucking great. Yeah, really funny show. Yeah, I'm gonna echo that, man. Um, I'm still behind two episodes on that. Go ahead, Seth. I just wanted to. You're behind two episodes. When you finish your thought. Okay. You finished your thought. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, did anybody since it, Christmas was last? Did anybody watch anything for Christmas? Does anybody watch anything? Oh, good. I, I, I usually watch every year a Christmas story, but I didn't watch it. You know, year. I fucking watched Die Hard. See, we watched Home Alone and Die Hard. Yeah. Those were the two that we we could only watch two, and that's what we decided. We binged on. them all, dude. I was surprised. You watched all we, four? No, no, all no, no, six? no, 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 no. Slow down. <laughs> you, we watched Home Alone. We watched um, Gremlins. We watched Die Hard. Home Alone two. And um, I think there was a uh, Santa Claus. Okay. So uh, we were off. April was on vacation. And we just sat down and watched a bunch of them. So nice. we missed It's a Wonderful Life. I wanted to get that in. But I, it's a it's a tradition at the house. It's, you know, you've probably seen the meme, but it's literally, that's how we live. Um, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from the Nakatomi Plaza. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what about you, Matt? Do you watch it? Uh, I did rewatch the Santa Claus and most of the Santa Claus too. Where I was in the middle of unwrapping presents, so I didn't get to see a lot of it. But they're both very fun movies. 
Yeah. Yeah. But you get to watch anything? Not really. I, I've oh, been watching a lot of non Christmas stuff. Yeah. So Christmas yeah. porn. Yeah, and just you know, the, it's all over the, the, place. the Grinch nailing Cindy Lou. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Jean Claude Van Johnson. <laughs> if you're not watching it, you're listening to this podcast. Please go out. I'm, um, you know, I think like I'm down two episodes, but I love, I love it. I think it's perfect. Have you watched any of it? No, dude, it's, it's so, so good. Funny. It is so like, good. Jean Claude is so great. Yeah, we had an interview um, a couple weeks ago with Toys That Made Us, um, uh, so Brian Volkweis. Um, oh, I love this. I thought it was so good. I've watched. Uh, I watched the He Man, and I think the GI Joe and the Star Wars. Um, I watched all those twice. Uh, the Barbie one was even good. You know, I was like, you know, I was like, I never grew up with Barbie, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna watch this. I started watching it, and I was sucked in. That's how good that show is. I think the toys that made us. I cannot wait for season two. Uh, did you go to watch any of that yet? I watched the Star Wars one, and I felt bad because like it's a lot like a. There's a Star Wars documentary on Hulu, okay. and it's. It's very similar. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I know a lot of the stuff that they're talking about okay. already. I, mean, yeah, I love the but... presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, I no, like it is the, cool. I love yeah. the interviews. I thought it was is quality. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for season one B uh, when it comes out in just a few months. Um, and then uh, watching a couple Star Trek movies. We're doing a Star Trek three way um, next Saturday. Wrath of Khan, First Contact, and Star Trek two thousand nine. Real quick opinions at the table. I'm not going to give mine. Do you are you familiar with the Star Trek movies that we're watching? Mm-hmm. Is there one that you think would should win without re, without rewatch? Obviously, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. It would either be. God damn it! I think I go nine. Nine would just squeeze it out. Two thousand nine. Yeah, because okay. I really like First Contact, but I did that cast in 09. It's Fucking amazing! It's, yeah, mm-hmm. they are. They're all great. I'll probably go with uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan. I think everyone brought their A game in that, um, and I remember really liking it. So okay. I thought you were gonna say. Uh, I thought you were gonna say. Uh, I won't give my answer. Yet. I still need to watch. I still need to watch. I still need to watch First Contact. But um, I had such a blast with 2009. I watched Into the Shadows, mm-hmm. and then I watched. Um, I'm getting ready to watch Beyond. Beyond, and then with all the Tarantino talk, I've been going back and watching some of the episodes that he said that he liked, and that might uh, be some ideas for you know his movie. Uh, so I've been just sucked into the star trek uh universe um and then ryan smith bought me uh, a bunch of wing wing movies for christmas <laughs> and we're planning a wing wing uh versus nice. a three-way wing wing <laughs> yeah i cannot wait for that uh um, wing 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 yeah, yeah. for your night <laughs> only the impossible kid and a wild wild wing <laughs> that's the name of one of his movies <laughs> the wild wild wing yeah um, and, uh, oh, i'm hoping i'm hoping for wing my wing. birthday um i get a chance to go down to indianapolis and i can watch a uh, shape of water and the disaster artist um so that's what I've been watching. That's what I want to watch. Um, guys, where can they find you? They can find me on Goodreads. They can find me on Facebook, on AV, and on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Laird Geek, L-A-I-R-D-G-E-K, all one word. I'm Seth Fisher. You can find me on the uh, on the Facebook page. Um, just message me, follow me, whatever. I will... Uh, uh, I like talking about this stuff. He fucks hard. (laughs) Um, Kyle Brown, you can find me on the Facebook group. You can hear me on this podcast if you've ever heard it before, which you have because you're listening to this right now. And if you're not, then that's really fucking weird. And you can see my new show on E! called Matt and Kyle uh, Hunt Down Ryan Gosling Haters. We need a name for that. Can we just go Goss? No. It's got to be the long title. Matt and Kyle Hunt Down Ryan Gosling Haters. (laughs) Be like the assassination. Can we just call it like like Fuel? No! (laughs) Fuel. Goss. G-O-S. Drivers. (laughs) Driving. You can find us on... 
Tumblr. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You We're can in find... Lego form. Yeah, you can all. Brad works really, really hard on our website, adventuresofvideoland.com. But my good people always remember that the. The, the conversation yeah! begins and ends on Facebook. Facebook. Yes, Adventures of Video Land, the group. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, peace out. Fairy lives don't matter. <laughs>